Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Come with us on a journey that is only limited by our imaginations. Unluckily, me and Luke have very uh, tawdry imaginations. <laughs> I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moore. This is the Luke and Pete Show. Monday the 9th of April, uh, a recording time of 11.55. How are you doing, Luke Moore? You all right, mate? You all right? I'm good. And, and it's the 19th, not the 9th. But also, um, when you use the word limited, I agree. Limited is exactly the word I would use for my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Your motivation or your imagination? No, my imagination. Oh, right, okay. So what's the craziest dream uh, you generally have? Is it all very sort of boring, kind of, I've, I've got to do the washing up before the, the catwalker comes round or something? Do you have catwalkers? The cat, I don't know. The cat, no, they walk <laughs> themselves, those two fellas. They don't do enough walking by the size of them at the moment. I've not fed them any more food, but they, for some reason they are still refusing to 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 lose their winter plumpness. But, um, <laughs> is, there, is that a thing, a winter plumpness? Yeah, I know they, that my, 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 one of my dogs uh, had a haircut and that hair was hiding a multitude of sinful sins because <laughs> she's a little chunker. It's Very also enjoyable. Like, you've also just described my beard. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, so cats will... Um, They'll go almost completely, like not hibernation, but like they'll go really slow pace, and they will sleep all day and all night in the winter. In my experience, because it's mm. actually a bit of a myth that they're nocturnal. They're not really. They're active at dawn and dusk, right. and they sleep a lot. So, but in the summer, it's completely normal for me to, or for us to not see them for a couple of days because they'll be out all mm. the time. So I think they, they they do tend to work off a little bit of that weight. And obviously they molt a lot and lose a lot of that fair, uh, that, a lot of that fur for the summer too. So, um, but yeah, I can't remember your original question. Was it about me dreaming? <laughs> yeah. What's so the my dreams, dreams? My dreams are... Do you ever get that one where your teeth fall out? Yeah, teeth are falling out. Um, sort of radio DJ anxiety dreams, that kind of standard stuff. Because like it goes along with your job, doesn't it? I suppose a lot of the time, or the job you once had. And yeah, the anxiety up, go, one is the one where you you're worried that you're not going to be back at the desk in time for the song to run out, right? Yeah. Oh no, but I did that frequently. I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> I did that all the time. Well, what is yours then? 
Um, yeah, no, it's, it's a bit... Well, it's, it's just like the boss is there and I can't think of anything to say properly uh, in, in, in the time frame that it needed to be said. All the system's going down um, and it's just all going to shit, really, which it frequently did, to be quite frank, and the boss was frequently in the building. Awful, awful business. But you would normally um, probably just put Bohemian Rhapsody on CD on, right? And then that's all right. <laughs> You're away then. The emergency tip, yeah, you got eight, eight or nine minutes for that. So it's been a, it's been a weird week. I mean, we it's Monday and we're doing the show um, basically hours after... A big European football league change has been announced slash mooted uh, yeah. and uh, a major footballing uh, power team uh, has lost their manager. Um, and so, like, it, and also Prince Philip's funeral was over the weekend and also yeah. all the pubs you could go and get pissed in the pub garden. Um, it's been a busy all week, hasn't it, really? We're yeah. fitting quite a lot in. Lockdown's ended. We're getting a lot of stuff done, aren't we? It's like the, the the creator of the universe, the simulation that we all live within, mm. has decided, okay, we've given them like a year of nothing. What would happen <laughs> if we gave them like a year's worth of stuff in a day? Of everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. How would they um, react, the little slugs? It'd probably go, has everyone left the studio for the ramble yet? Can we get them back into it? <laughs> I, I went to the pub on Friday. Oh, hello there. Did yeah. you have fun? I had a lovely Sometimes. time actually, and and shout yeah. out to the to the Northcote Arms in Leighton, which is my best friend Jimmy's local. You know Jimmy Pete. That's um, a long trip home, isn't it? From Leighton. Well, it's not too far from the office, though, is it? So true. true I true. jumped. I jumped Did you to sleep the in cab. The office? <laughs> yeah, jumped to the cab to the pub from the office, and I've been in the office ever since. No, I I um I got I got the tube and train home, so that was fine. But actually, it was a really well organised affair. Northcote does amazing. Uh, pizzas as well which are very competitively mm. priced and because it's like a proper local pub it wasn't over you know overwhelmed with people it wasn't a big queue mm. um, my mate jimmy who's a local he booked us in um competitively priced pint of guinness four pound ten which for london's fantastic lovely. Um, lovely i had a great time i had five pints of guinness that was enough for me and spent the rest of the weekend feeling like absolute shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I had I had a few surprise few on God. What would it have been? Thursday actually. It was. Um, I I wasn't planning on being on the Ramble Patreon video, um, but I'd already planned to to have a few, and then I was told yeah, I heard it was, about I was needed for that. Uh, and I had to run back um, because um, I thought I had enough time, and I did have enough time, but I'd forgot my keys. So half the the first five minutes of the show was me running through the canal waterways of uh, of the UK to get back to my house. Well, I had I had a conversation because I, I one of my regular catch ups with Finn who works with us our mm. colleague Finn and I asked him how it went and he said it was absolutely brilliant this live stream for Ramble patrons because Pete legged it home from the pub live on the stream forgot his keys ran back to the pub to get a key or something and there was a fight in the pub there was a fight in the pub which is, that sounds amazing we should be releasing oh, that on it, YouTube we get a lot of hits there. <laughs> I think it's still on YouTube somewhere. But um, what, the fight, yeah, I think I think Finn. No, the, the altercation uh, w mm. was happening when I was filming. Um, it was like um, it was like smack my bitch up. <laughs> it was like yeah, it very, a bit like that. A very yeah. parochial version of smack my bitch up. Yeah. He does uh, omit the very important thing that how I got my um, my spare key out of the garden uh, is that. Um, next to my uh, somewhere around my garden I'm not going to tell you where because in case someone knows where I live um, there is a key hidden right yeah. to one of the doors to my house and to get it you need to stab it out of the fence how did uh, you get it in it's there a, it's 
It's in the fence. I jammed it in the fence. And the only way you can get in it is by sliding something very, very thin uh, between fence and post. Nice. Um, and, uh, I, uh, and I've got a knife, basically, for this purpose. Also secreted around the garden, um, so half of it, half of the stream was me stabbing a key out of a fence, like I've like a, an old graphic adventure game that's gone very wrong. <laughs> it doesn't I mean, make any the sense. The way you've just told this story has made me feel like I'm picturing you in a witness box in a court. <laughs> also, um, I, I was just going to say that um, it's. It, I, I think I speak on behalf of, 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 of a lot of our listeners here, where I think of you Pete when you're not in the office or you're not working or mm. you're not immediately in my purview I just think if you sat on the canal drinking a can of lager mm, I, I, I don't drink a lot unless it's real organised booze and to be quite frank over lockdown yes I have flirted with a 24 can crate of, of Tisky fine um, I may have seen those off but um, I'm I, I, I kind of generally stick stick to Fridays and Saturdays. I don't generally drink drink during the week. You're a traditionalist. Oh, traditionalist. I'm a traditionalist, but it, it's been very pleasant. It's uh, the weather's been very very lovely. Don't it get cold though? After a certain yeah. After about five or six o'clock, it it, it it laws of diminishing returns anyway. Yeah. Um, would dictate that it would become less fun, but yeah, it it really does get a lot less fun. Very very. I left quickly. the pub, Pete. I left the pub at ten ish on. Um, Friday because it was just honestly it was just too cold mm. to be sat in one place outside with no ability to go inside really apart from to use the toilet it's just mm. not conducive it's not conducive in the summer it's going to be great but at the moment it is not conducive yeah even with heat lamps and and and, and I think it, 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 that wasn't what the, the, the funny thing not funny thing the horrible thing about the argument was that um, in the pub that um, the bloke it was all over a chair he wanted to sit down right my point was at the time he 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 was he was a disabled guy he had a wheelchair and and this wasn't about accessibility it wasn't like a thing he just wanted he just wanted a chair that he hadn't uh, ordered but they'd but they didn't have the space for it because it was already a chair if you know what I mean so yeah. the pub probably was at fault I think or he was at fault. either way the I think I think um I think all sort of sympathy for the for the chap kind of very much disappeared when he said to the um very openly gay uh proprietor of the pub uh, you think that you'd have a bit more respect for disabled people um uh, owing to your condition <laughs> like, did he wow. really say that it's <laughs> a strong bit of wow that's a strong bit of work I wasn't sure what the tenor of the argument was at this first place I wasn't really sure it was it was something about a chair it was something about his chair. But, but but the problem was they'd been banned before for causing trouble. So it wasn't right. even about the chair. I was very confused about how it, how it was all going. But he made it about the chair and then came out with that absolute doozy. And I was like, wow, that's got I, strong. I think everyone can agree, though, that the last thing they needed was for you to go in there with your car keys in your hand, windmilling everyone. With a knife, yeah, no, it was it was unwelcome. <laughs> saying I'm I'm late for a Patreon live stream. Listen, you lot, let I'm me, fucking locked help. out. So get over it. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> that is insane. That's crazy. Yeah. What, what a thing to go Absolutely on. Absolutely wild. I, I, I would love to have known what the hell was going on. I just couldn't figure out whether whose side I should be on until that guy said that, and I was like, oh, I'll be on that. Don't you end, don't, don't, cool. don't you end most days like that though, thinking I'd love to have known what was going on today. <laughs> Pete, can I can I can I change the subject ever so drastically? And I'll ask you a question because I found out a piece of trivia this weekend that blew my mind to mm. pieces, right? There's a lot as a study done about um the the amount of Tyrannosaurus rexes, the amount of T-rexes that actually lived on earth. 
right? How many five. do you think five. scientists? <laughs> yeah, check it out though. This is this is mate. This is amazing. Think of the the cultural impact the T Rex has had. I mm. would argue, you know, alongside your humble Velociraptor, the T Rex has had the biggest cultural impact of any dinosaur. Is that fair? Mm. Yeah, it's the biggest boy. Are we saying that the? So are we saying that um, the pullback and reveal here is there are going to be far fewer than you actually realise because they were concentrated in one area? Or, well, I'm just or... going to ask you a question. How many no. do you think a scientist's best guess was the the amount of T-Rexes that lived on the Earth? I mean, you can only have a limited amount of space for, a, for an animal that big that's going to be consuming that amount. Um, I think 50,000. Is that, your, is that your guess, yeah? That's my educated guess. If I was sort of going to say... What's educated hand, about it? it? You've just pucked a well, number out of the air. <laughs> all right, yeah, fine. Okay, uneducated guess. But all right, I've thought about it, which is more than most would do okay. to one of your questions. The answer is 2.5 billion. Whoa! <clears throat> yeah? What's... According to a I calculation method so used... Low. In a peer-reviewed paper in, on April 15, 2021, in the journal Science, during 2.4 million years of existence on Earth, a total of 2.5 billion T-Rexes lived. That is ridiculous. And, and, the, and, and listen, that's going to blow people's minds, the people listening, right? And the key here is the fact that dinosaurs roamed the Earth for a very long period of time when compared to their human counterparts, right? Oh, right. Okay, so, so this the, isn't... isn't uh, it's not like at any one time there would have been two billion of them. This they weren't just shoulder to shoulder. Like, well, I've just, I just, I just, what, I've just never seen them fucking on it in a film. And we've never <laughs> seen two T-Rexes going at it, hammer and tong. How would T-Rex. they? Because their arms are so small. And their tails are very kind of thick and Dominant. muscular. Yeah. yeah, how would you? Would one of yeah. them have to roll on their back? How, That's the uh, thing, see. Never... And, and, and this is something that occurred to me as a kid, and I'm going to say it again now because this is the vehicle and this is the platform for this cover chat, right? I understand that um, if you have like a complete T Rex fossil, let's stick with the T Rex, a complete mm. T Rex fossil at so the natural the natural history museum. Fine. The penis is not a bone. We know that, so it's not going to appear in the skeleton, right? Talk to me about artist impressions. You never see a penis. No, you never see... Uh, why yeah. is that? Well, why have they not added them in? Well, look, is that, because, okay, kid, is that because kids love dinosaurs and it's not appropriate? I mean, it's a penis. It's got to be included. <laughs> I heard that Denver, the last dinosaur, the cartoon, um, got up to no good in the 80s. Uh, it's just, He's our friend and a whole lot more, the as the, as the song says. More. Exactly. Friends friends with benefits. That's, what, that's uh, all uh, I'm we saying. Un- uh, <laughs> and we understand um, Jurassic Park was all female dinosaurs. Fine, they've got out of that. But in, re- in, in real life... <laughs> Artist impressions that are used for scientific purposes in schools, for example, I think mm. you should be seeing a penis. Pete, you've spoken very eloquently in the past about elephant breasts, for example. Exactly. Elephant where, breasts, where, armadillo boobies, yeah. Yeah, where's the, the T-Rex equivalent? Where's the T-Rex titties? Where's the T-Rex uh, testes? Where I are feel the sure T-Rex changed testes? Because a, a T-Rex <laughs> set of bollocks would probably be gigantic. They'd be magnificent. It's like when, um, was it the, the last uh, Transformers film, the uh, camera swung around and, and there were just two gigantic uh, um, Transformer testicles kind of dangling around. Just I haven't seen that, but that cannot be true. Is that true? I believe that was the case, yeah. Just a little a little joke for everyone. Really sort of susp- like. You're going all the way and you're suspending your disbelief that trucks can become robot killer robots from space um, yeah. that somehow look like 80s 
trucks in America, <laughs> and um, yeah, and 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 they just decide to put little testicles. That's so strong. What were they metallic? <laughs> I don't know. I just remember reading about it. Somebody um, speaking of uh, dinosaur uh, bits, bits and pieces. Um, there is a guy who makes. I think like 3D, three-dimensional representations of um, famous kind of cartoon characters' uh, genitals, what they'd look like effectively. Uh, and Nintendo, I think last week, did a cease and desist on uh, a bloke who's um, raison d'etre, reason for getting up in the morning, uh, and main financial income was making um, Bowser cocks, like 3D representations of what Bowser's cock Financial would look like. income. Yeah, he was making it. He was selling off these, like I think, I think he was selling off these three D models of, uh, yeah, of Bowser's wanger. Um, <laughs> Has he got a Bowser's lot on this guy? No, I don't. I don't know. Well, can clearly, he perhaps well, think about not. using his skills for good? <laughs> yeah, the fan artist suspects that uh, Nintendo is behind the notice, saying that he needs to stop. Uh, Aqua Arcade is a three D modeler who uh, makes not safe. For work art for Source Filmmaker, which is a kind of like a, an interactive kind of like animation creation software based on the, I believe, Half Life uh, engine. And uh, yeah, somebody just, um, what, I mean, it's it's magnificent what he's done. It is magnificent what he's done. But yeah, this guy, uh, Aqua Arcade, has, uh, has been uh, served a, a legal cease and desist saying stop making representations of uh, the world's most evil. Is he a dinosaur? Your turtle? I don't know what I don't know what the hell Bowser is. What you what actually is, is I mean this is, is I know I know what's happening. You're reading that story and thinking, thereby but for the grace of God go I, because that's easier <laughs> path you could have travelled down though. No, it could have been look, I have uh, grounding in 3D modelling. I just what I did some yeah. of my um specialisations in my university degree. Um there's the there's the uh there's yeah, the it's quite realistic. Article. It, it, oh look! It's got um, uh, a kind of studded, like his belt. You know the belt he's got around his neck and hands. Yeah. That's kind of like a, a I suppose you call a cock ring, and uh, it's kind of restricted <laughs> the. It's restricted the, um, the 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 blood flow to his penis, so it's 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 very veiny, um, and it's got kind of hardened thorns on it. Just I mean, it, it, if someone said whose penis is that, I'd say. It's Bowser's, so he's done a lovely <laughs> no, job. If someone said to Nintendo you, should be applauding him, you, if anything. If someone said to you, whose penis is that? You'd say, where did you get that picture? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only thorn, I've, got, I've got the only thorns in Thornbury. <laughs> that Shocking. is incredible, Peter. That is Disgusting. absolutely incredible. But by the way, speaking of the um, animal world, uh, there's, there's an animal I kind of I say discovered I didn't discover it it already was there mm. I found yeah. out about called a colugo right C-O-L-U-G-O and I think I oh, saw it, like it, a a kind of, yeah, I thought, I thought I saw it as a kind of Instagram um, post or something you say mm. it looks like a throw you'd put over it a like mini a, it sofa. looks like a dog it looks like a dog in a blanket doesn't it it's, it, it does it a bit like and it's, it's um so it's arboreal, which basically means it's like the scientific word for saying that it kind of lives in the trees and floats around. And mm. it's um, it's a gliding mammal, so it looks a bit like a flying squirrel, but much cuter. But when you actually mm. look at them a little bit um, more closely, they look a little bit like aliens. So the top of them is furry and the bottom of them is like completely pink, a bit much like the Bowser penis you just showed me. And, mm. and the thing that got me thinking was that I'm 40 years old now and I have... 
and I think you back me up on this, Pete, an active interest in the natural world, I would say. I'm someone who likes watching programs about it. I like reading about it. I've always been obsessed with it since I was a kid. How am I still discovering animals that I never knew existed before? That is an amazing mm. um, kind of re- re- revelation about how big the animal kingdom actually is. Yeah, well, I think um, when you sent that <clears throat> picture, the look and picture at WhatsApp group, I think that was the first thing I thought. I thought, like, why... Why are we just? Why is this a new one? <laughs> like, why is this? Why is this kind? Of, why have I never seen this before? Because I'd probably remember that a little animal looks like a throw. I'd, I'd, I'd remember a little animal that looks like it's got its own integrated kind of dog blanket to it. It's cracking, absolutely cracking. I, I also, um, yeah, it looks like it's basically yeah, there's like a basically a, a kind of rat mm. that's had, you know, a little, um, you know, artisan, you know, blanket that's knitted at some kind Installed, of yeah. hipster um, market stuck <laughs> on it, stuck on its on its feet, but. I also saw a video straight after that of a hippo swimming, chasing a boat, and goodness me, I had no idea how fast they swim. Oh, right, okay. It doesn't look possible. It just simply does not look possible (laughs) for something that weighs over a tonne to to be able to go that quick. It was absolutely terrifying. Does it manage to get its honk on it? Does it manage to get a a little, uh, take a chunk out of it? Those those videos on Instagram that you get in the search button, they always tease you and they just stop, don't they? Because they want you to click more. It's it's a pain in the ass, actually, because I'd like to see a little bit of a conclusion to things like that. But sadly, (laughs) modern life does not like it, man, so I can't. Um, Let's have a quick break, and uh, when we come back, we'll do some emails, Pete. Does that sound all right to you? Sounds good. Sounds good. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to uh, St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I'd beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? To light, you dickhead. All right, we're back with the Luke and Pete Show. If you want to get to the show, it's really simple. Hello, LukeandPeteShow.com is the way to do it. Luke, have we spoken about um, Alan's euphoric feeling? I've, I don't um, have no idea what that about... is. <laughs> well, it's the first email uh, we've got on the list here. Um, euphoric feelings we talked about, and, you know, those things that are just so bloody satisfying. Um, again, like Luke, I suggest that the feeling after you remove one of your shin pads is oh, yeah. one of the greatest feelings you can experience. So, it what, is. so, so Pete, you... I said it was it was when you... The reason it came about is because I said that it was when the, the astronauts touched down having been in space, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Or and I, I posited um, after a long flight, getting to your hotel room, nothing better. Oh yeah, very um, nice. Yeah, getting a shower or something. Oh, lovely. But having run around uh, for a while, that release of pressure and that sort of depending on which ones you've got, those those ones that kind of like like stick to your leg, um, that release of pressure and re- reintroduction of air to your sweaty shin is a feeling like no other. I imagine it's kind of akin to like getting a cast taken off. I remember when I got my elbow. Yeah. Elbow cast taken off. I was like, "Oh my god, it feels so fresh." I've got a couple. Of, I've got a couple of things on that. One is that remember the shin pads you used to wear with the little plastic slats that would go in them. Oh yes, please. They were fancy. Yeah, you should take them off, yeah. give them a sniff. Could never resist giving them a sniff. And <laughs> did I ever tell you about the time I I broke my wrist and had the plaster cast, and the guy, the, the doctor, at the hospital let me keep it. Mm. Right, and I okay. put it at the back it of the stank? wardrobe, and it got, and it got forgotten about. And was um, it just absolutely stinky? Oh, yeah, after a while, it was like, my mum would come out to the bedroom, I think she was like, what is that smell? We had to investigate <laughs> it, and it was basically a sweat-laden plaster cast from a boy. Yeah, it, I mean, if you are a teenager um, and and your mum comes up and says, what's that smell? There could be a million explanations. Because could have been worse for me, couldn't it? Could have been smell worse the me. worst. Smell the yeah. worst. Um, yeah. Alan, Alan's email about the shin pads also talks about PUBG, the game I was talking about before. And um, PUBG! Yeah, it's, it's taken a bit of a turn, PUBG. <laughs> Has it now? Me. What's happened? Well, right. uh, like, uh, this is for those who can't remember, this is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, like a battle royale game that I played. I met Player Unknown. I met him. What I talked mean? to him about. Yeah, I met him at the Golden Joysticks, the guy who created it. I think he's called Player Unknown. I think it's Player Unknown. The main guy who, who was the creator. Wow, he's what like was a, he like? He's like a mother. Very, very level headed um, multimillionaire. <laughs> yeah, I say, you must be wealthy now, right? Yeah, he told me he told me secrets about a forthcoming map, uh, and I told everyone I knew, um, like kind of saying that you know I I was in the know before everyone else, and then uh, and then no one would believe me. That's bad. No one would believe me, and and they nobody would report on it, despite the fact I had the goods. I had the goods ready. What's the um? What was the secret? Um, there's going to be a level released in the future. Um, that um, is snowing, and you can see each other's footprints in the snow. <laughs> I think that I think that level already exists. It does now, but it didn't yeah. two years ago when I met the guy. <laughs> Amazing! That was. I mean, is that, is that the best scoop you've got as a journalist? No, I got um, uh, some. I can't say who it was because he works for the company. Um, a person told me about the little rotating circular robot in Star Wars. You know that one? Yeah. I can't remember his name now. BB-8. BB-8. And, oh, I wonder uh, who that is that told you that. God. <laughs> and I told a mate, and, and uh, you know, in under under fear of death, and I told a mate um, saying, you're not going to believe this. And, uh, and because he didn't have another source, he wouldn't run it. I was like, mate, you could have been... You could have been on top I think knowing what I that think, guy's name was. I think knowing what I know about you, I think it's absolute, an absolute insult that people don't deem you trustworthy enough to, to, no, to, to I run know, your yeah. stories. And, I, I, and the fact that um, film and video game journalism has any kind of scruples. No. <laughs> That's to, to, to need two, two independent uh, kind of... Uh, I don't think people trust it. you after your stance on Gamergate. Right. Okay. Well, I just, I just think women should not be allowed to program or be or write about or talk about or be in video <laughs> games. I just, I just think that's. It's that's such important. a ridiculous stance. It's like just absolutely laughable. I know I don't mean to, I don't mean to sound like I'm cheapening it by laughing, but it is so laughable. It's unbelievable. Anyway, PUBG. I was talking about PUBG. It's taken a turn because right. I didn't know this because I'm a noob. Right. I'm an absolute mm. noob. It just gets mm. pwned all the time. Do people still say that, Pete? 
I don't think they say noob, do they? Good God, okay. you sound like you, a, you sound like an advert for um, like breakfast cereal or something. <laughs> so like, well, I'm available. Down with the kids. I'm available. I'm a porridge man, but you can convince me otherwise if you want. Um, anyway, so I didn't know this, but every so often, PUBG generates a new season. Mm, yes, As Gordon okay, Ramsay right, yeah. would say, a season, and basically. What it means is all the rankings for all the players is completely reset. Right, so okay. Normally, so it would pair zero. you up with like people of a similar ability, so it's actually an enjoyable oh, no. game. But I think it takes ages for that to shake out. So at the moment, I've just I just wrapped it because I'm so pissed off about like a long day at work or whatever, or, or taking a few hours out over the weekend to play. I'm just getting killed. And I don't even know how I'm getting killed. It's, it's so brutal right, okay. that I don't even know where the shot's coming from. So oh, I need mate. for it to, to I need to wait for it to shake out. So season eleven has got me shook. If only it was cross player, we could uh, we could have a go because I'm a, I'm a PC master race guy. No, um, it is. It's, yeah, it's available. Is... It's available cross player on Xbox, PS4, and um, Stadio. I think. Is it though? Is it, what it's available? You can, I can play on the PC and you can play on the old. Uh, is it Stadio or Stadium? What's the Google one? Stadia, I think. Yeah, Stadia. Yeah, no, I think you can. So I I, play, I see um, people playing Xbox players all the time when I'm playing. Do you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're available, mate. I'm available whenever you fancy it. Um, anyway, so that, I'm not playing at the moment because no, it's too hard. And if, if you can't get a lesson from that, then you never will. <laughs> what, you're not going to have your stats boosted by having old uh, Donaldson um, stats booster um, noob pawner? Donaldson over here. Noob pawner. Is that your login name? Yeah, I'm the noob pawner. <laughs> I don't see how you're going to help me. How are you going to help me? Uh, just... Um, I always close the door after I've opened it. I do that. Oh, really that like is a much. lovely tactic. That's a lovely tactic. Isn't it? You know what the pros well, do? No one's been through here because someone's closed the door. You know what the pros do? They take their shoes off and jump through the window. Is it noticeably louder if you've got no shoes on? If, you, if you're not wearing shoes, it's easier to creep okay, up sorry. on people, basically. Right, okay. I see. Yeah. Oh, but essentially, there is a, there's probably a 90% chance that at some point I am going to die from a PUBG induced heart attack. <laughs> is this a big game of hide and seek and I'm in for it I'm yeah. in for it hide and seek with guns American yeah. hide and seek American hide and yeah. seek um, let's squeeze one more email in before we go uh, what about this one here oh this is a good one it's a a life hack uh, re- relating to how you peel and chop onions right mm, okay what do you think of this one it's from Alistair who apparently is uh, from the Netherlands but currently lives in Gosport my hometown um, there aren't many Alistair's in Gosport. Side. Where's move? Yeah, well, quite. The only Alistair I know in Gosport is a dog, and the lovely dog he is too. But hello oh. to you, Alistair. Let me know what you think of this one, Peter. He says, um, been following your onion peeling and chopping hacks, and surprise, the following one hasn't come up yet. It's an absolute game changer. Hold a stainless steel teaspoon in your mouth as you cut the onions and say goodbye to those salty tears. It's something about the metal and sulfurous enzymes binding together. It's just science. Thanks, Alistair. <laughs> I mean, on one hand, you sort of go, all right, well, I mean, is it the same kind of concept as putting a, a silver spoon in a, in, a, in a bottle of champagne? Though, who has silver spoons no these one. days? Because obviously it, uh, it cuts down on the, um, the, 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 the microbes and the... And the, and the what do you call it? The virus, viruses. What, what are the things that that's that, that, um, it's a good antiseptic, isn't it? Antiseptic. Silver old, is yeah. Uh, silver. 
Yeah. So obviously it cuts down on the bacteria. That's the word I was sort of grabbing for. Um, but on the other hand, I do sort of go, are we just getting to the point where we just like, we, you've just, if you're worrying about what an onion is going to do to your eyes, just fucking, just, you, you can't handle the onion. <laughs> just, just put them away. Never eat an onion again. I go for a red, <laughs> on, red onion. Don't worry about it, mate. I am um, pre chopped and frozen. You can't handle I'm- it. I'm filing that alongside the plenty of quote-unquote um, cures for hiccups. Essentially, they are designed to entertain other people um, while that person's got hiccups. <laughs> they don't work. Uh, this is the no. same. You just want to... Alistair, I think he's drunk on power. He just likes the idea of inspiring a load of people around the country to have stainless steel <laughs> teaspoons in their mouth in the kitchen. Yeah, it's that Liam Gallagher, Noel Gallagher thing where Noel Gallagher told Liam Gallagher that, uh, is it, no, Liam Gallagher went around Noel Gallagher's house and um, saw a spoon in a bottle of champagne and then the next time Noel Gallagher went around uh, Liam Gallagher's house, he saw a silver spoon in a, a pint of milk. <laughs> Noel Gallagher like finds out... Fizzy. No, Gallagher finds out amusing, but it's the same concept, so presumably it would fucking work, No. What, to stop the milk going off? Yeah. Would it not, no, I, I, is I don't it not know the what, same I, concept? I, it would be I as good, obviously, as a lid. But so are you suggesting no. that the science behind the spoon stopping the champagne going flat is a bacteria-related question? Yeah. yeah. Because if it is, a, then I yeah, guess it possibly could work. I, don't, I, don't, I thought yeah. it was just because it, it kind of had some kind of chemical reaction which kept the CO2 in the champagne. That's what I thought. It's right up there with classic Luke and Pete Shaw email fodder. So no doubt we'll get an email about it next week. Hello at LukeandPeteShaw.com. Get him in for crying out loud because we are two rudderless idiots on a (laughs) two-man boat in the middle of a lake of ideas. And I'm worse than Pete in a way because I I have highfalutin ideas about myself. So actually, even though I'm as much of an idiot as Pete, I'm worse because at least he accepts he's an idiot. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you and, see and, it, isn't it? Correct, correct, yeah. Jeez. All right, on that bombshell, let's uh, get out of here. We'll be back on Thursday with another episode of Luke and Pete Show in which we will be reading out more of your emails and going through your battery brands to see if a new player's entered the game and covering all the stuff that's been floating our boat between now and then. Uh, that's it from me. Say goodbye, Peter. Ta-ta. It's goodbye from me as well. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey! Hey! What are you doing? 
Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of wizard jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead.